0: Hello everybody, I hope you're having a fantastic day. So as you probably noticed by now, all of these beginning episodes are from my archives of MP4s from other broadcasts that I've done over the years so I don't have to regurgitate the same information again and again. So if you've run across any information in them that may seem dated or maybe we mention a current event like an earthquake or something like that and you're trying to make sense of that, I thank you for overlooking all of those little idiosyncrasies uh, to take a look at the bigger picture and the information that I'm presenting. So, all of that being said, this video podcast right here, right now, The Five Shocking Things, it is from years and years and years ago, so I'm asking you to overlook my awkwardness and the fact that I was a novice at it and just concentrate on the information. Because the five things that I present here are tied into all of these different mysteries and phenomena that we are going to be talking about from now until whenever. And this information was sort of foundational when I first began my vlog and all of that. So regardless of my awkwardness and inexperience, it really was sort of shocking at first to think that all of these things that like Project Pegasus, time travel, that cryptids, all of these things were in the Bible because I wasn't a religious person and I wasn't raised in church. My family didn't go to church every Sunday or anything like that. I had never read the Bible. So for me, this stuff was really shocking when I first heard it. And it was like, bam, all of a sudden, the veil was pulled off my eyes and it made sense. Everything made sense. And then it just sort of, continued to grow from there. So even though it's a little cringe worthy and I sound like I'm talking inside a bottle or something, my embarrassment doesn't outweigh my desire to get this information out. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And this is going to be a really short podcast between 15 and 20 minutes. So you won't have to stand it for long. So here we go okay number five is time travel and time slips yes the manipulation of the time space continuum is in the bible Uh, the first citation would be baruch 4 found in the septuagint and the vulgate bible and it talks about the prophet jeremiah sending the boy abimelech out to get figs for he and the men he was meeting with and then the boy goes out and hears some strange noise and the wind kicks up and then he wakes up after a time, he, he saw it was late, so he ran back to the city and he was asking, he saw strangers and soldiers, he asked where Jeremiah was, and the people there told him that that was 62 years ago, a time slip, he was still a boy. The second citation, is ecclesiastics 1 9 through 11 and it just says that which has been is that which will be and that which has been done is that which will be done so there is nothing new under the sun already it has existed for ages which were before us although there is no remembrance of the earlier things and also of the later things which will occur in the future the third citation is ephesians 5 15 through 16 it says see that you walk circumspectly redeeming the time because the days are evil so we need to redeem the days we're in a matrix we're living it again Uh, the next one is when the old testament prophet elijah was taken up in a whirlwind to another dimension heaven that was about 850 bc and then he shows up almost a thousand years later more like 900 years later on the mount of transfiguration talking to jesus those verses are 2nd kings 2 11 through 12 that's when he disappears and then mark 9 1 through 4 is when he reappears The last citation I'll give for this is when Philip disappears and shows up instantly in another city. That is Acts 8, 39 through 40. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuchs no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, another city. So there you go. Number four is aliens. The Bible's really, really clear that there are interdimensional humanoid hybrids. It says in Genesis six, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God, the angels, the fallen angels, saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took for themselves wives of all whom they chose. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them, hybrids from these interdimensionals dimensionals and humans, and those were the mighty men who are of old, the men of renown, the men that we see in mythologies, what we call mythologies, but they are real. There are interdimensional humanoid hybrids. We see it in everything from the rock art of the Aborigines, Native American art, Roman, ancient Egyptian, Renaissance, all of them showing the progression of this breakaway civilization, a breakaway civilizations, many different races of aliens, and we even see today uh, why do you think the ancient Egyptians have the serpent their deity is the serpent just like the Bible says with Adam and Eve and today with the genetic contamination that original sin and the human gene pool we see that uh, manifesting as Marfan syndrome with the extra long fingers and long arms and you know those those attributes that we see in these alien races. And uh, we see them today in the human gene pool as well. And just like Genesis 6 says, one of the races that was thrown from this union of hybrids is uh, giants. So that will be our next section. That is number three, giants, real literal giants. I know, I know. We've all sort of chalked up the David and Goliath story to a fairy tale, sort of like Jack and the Beanstalk, but nothing can be further from the truth. There's so much archaeological evidence that these giant races recorded in the Bible are literal. Here's just a couple verses. I'm going to sprinkle them throughout. You can read them on your own. You can pause it if you need to uh, Numbers 13 31 through 33, Deuteronomy 2 20 through 22 and First Chronicles 20, 8, 20 and then 8. And of course, we all know Genesis 6 is, is kind of the popular one. Now lately, Timothy Alberino, he's done some excellent research on this subject. He went to Sardinia, Italy, and he found that all of the locals talked about these giant human bones they were buried everywhere they would find them in their yards when they planted gardens or when they were building buildings or whatever and the consistent story is that they were told to contact the vatican and the vatican would come and retrieve the bones or they would even send excavating equipment if there were large burial grounds and they would cover it up with mounds of dirt and they would, you know, build walls around it, pave around it. Uh, If they couldn't retrieve them all, they they actively tried to cover them up. And we see the same exact things in the Americas. With the Smithsonian, there were so many of the miners uh, during the 1800s, early 1900s, that recovered these giants, a lot of time, red-haired giants, and um, they they'd find them in in caves and caverns and catacombs when they were mining and they would turn them over to the authorities and they would uh, once the smithsonian got a hold of them they they could never find them anymore. Family members have tried to trace them. They can't get any information. So they've been secreting the, the evidence of these giant humans, giant humanoids. They've been secreting all this away uh, somewhere in a vault. The, the Vatican, just like they during the Crusades, they took all the records from these Native Americans and the Mayans and everywhere they went and they burned them or they hauled them off to their little archives and have kept, kept this version of world history from us. And uh, so I don't know why people have such a hard time believing in humanoid giants when we see dinosaur bones. We see that we can accept the fact that giant reptiles pretty much dominated the Earth at one time, but we have this problem for some reason with uh, the giant humanoids. But it's true. It's all true. Yeah, and before the invention of the Internet and all of this social media, it was really easy for the ruling class, the powers that be, to control our paradigm, tell us what to believe, and spoon-feed us information. Um, take like Stonehenge, for example. It's supposed to be such a mystery, but the le- the records left by the Britons say that it was called the Giant's Dance. Because these giants, these titans, would sac- that was their altar, they sacrificed animals and people on it to their ancestral God. And we see that in every culture on planet Earth, these records of their ancestral gods that we talked about earlier, the fallen interdimensionals that mated with humans. And the archeologists found a trench of bones all around Stonehenge. So it's confirmed with archeological finds. And the, the records from that region say that there was a 12 foot giant called Gog Magog that resided in Britain after the fall of Troy. And that completely supports the biblical account of this family line. The, the Bible actually names them. That family, that tribe, Gog and Magog. The verses are Ezekiel 38, 2 and 3, and Genesis 10, 2. Also, Revelation 20, verses 7 and 8. Now, that's that's something that talks about this remnant tribe of giants will be back in the end times to be in players, which ties back into this UFO thing we're talking about. These hybrid races, the remnants of these hybrid races that have gone underground and off planet and things like that. Tons of UFO encounters uh, where the witnesses report giants. They say that giants, not little green men, giants. Two examples are in January of 1996, Herzl Constantini, the chief of security, Uh, witnessed an alien craft in his field he reported a human a humanoid to be approximately 11 feet tall and 5 feet wide weighing probably two tons the footprints were pressed into the earth up to 14 inches deep another one in Russia um, in September of 1989, over 20 unrelated witnesses report that nine that three nine-foot-tall giants stepped out of a vehicle that landed in a park in clear view. Uh, there were police chiefs, a metal worker, a janitor, school children, lots and lots of witnesses. So um, these things are true. And we see it in the human gene pool now. Uh, we call it acromegaly and uh we see it still pops up in the human gene pool and this is all just part of that same genetic contamination that original sin that the bible talks about that has been passed down through all the generations of humanity it's this contamination of the human gene pool which leads us right into number two which is six fingers and six toes yep the bible explains it it explains where this polydactyl genetic disorder comes from. The verses, I'll just put them on the screen. You can pause it and read it if you want. Uh, Just a couple of them are First Chronicles 26. That Chronicles is what it sounds like. It's the chronolo- chronology of the ethnicities, and you know, there are books of the Bible that that's all they are. The ones we skip over that are so-and-so, begot so-and-so, begot so-and-so, begot so-and-so. It's the record of all the genealogies, the ethnicities, as they spread out over the globe. Um, you guys should really read this book. It's fascinating. Um, another verse is Second Samuel. 2120. And again, we see polydactyl is a trait that we that pops up in, in the human gene pool even today. Some people say Oprah has six toes, Halle Berry, Michelle Obama, things like that. You can see all that kind of stuff online. I don't know these people personally, so I can't I can't attest to uh, whether that's true or not. Uh, But certainly, there are lots and lots of of humans. Uh, The pitcher, Alfonseco, he he has six fingers. Um, I even have people, you know, second, third, fourth cousins in uh, my family line that have had the six fingers or, you know, uh, different genetic traits like that from the Gentile bloodlines. So, um, that's really about it for this one. It's a short one, and now we go into number one. Yep, you guessed it, it's Bigfoot. Bigfoot is in the Bible. They are recorded as being the descendants of Esau, the tribes of Edom. Um, the verses for that are Genesis 25, 23 through 24, that talks about the birth of Esau and how he was completely covered in red hair. Genesis 27, 11, that's Jacob asking his mother Rebekah, why is my brother a hairy man and I'm a smooth-skinned man? Uh, Genesis 27, 16 is where Jacob was trying to deceive his father into thinking he's Esau to get the blessing. And his mother, Rebecca, helped him and she covered his arms and the back of his neck everywhere that his, his blind father, his father was old and blind, everywhere that his father would touch him in goat hair in goat skin so that when his father touched him he would think he was a hair covered man and these tribes throughout ancient history uh, were always at war it says that they were driven off the face of the from the face of the earth and went underground to live in the catacombs and uh, the underground cities. It says that they were forced into the mountain range. We hear again and again the mountains of Esau, the mountains of Esau. So it's no coincidence that uh, all of almost all of the names that the Native Americans have for Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, all these different names uh, are areas all along the mountain ranges of America. And of course, you know we have the Yowie in Australia, and we have the abominable snowman in Russia. So these genetic abominations are recorded in the Bible and it says that most of these tribes were wiped out through war and through the floods and things like that, but uh, there are still remnants and we still see them today. People see them today coming to the surface and coming out there. The Bible records them of being great hunters and game eaters. And, uh, things of that nature and so do all of the the accounts of the Native Americans and such so that's the big surprise that Bigfoot is explained in the Bible and we see that this genetic contamination once again the Bible is proven by not only archaeological finds but by all of the genetic evidence we do see This trait uh, appearing in the human race still today, popping up in the human gene pool, now we call the genetic disorder hypertrichosis. And in the older days, you would see people in the, these people would be in the circuses and things like that. Uh, Nowadays, you still see them, they uh, are on the the internet, on the the health sites and things like that, you can see pictures of this disorder but it does this comes from the bloodline of esau and the tribes of edom so that's it i guess what i'm trying to say the bottom line is that there are only mysteries there are only anomalies because we live in a false worldview, because the the people in the know have created this fake revisionist history this paradigm that we live in but the truth is that there aren't any mysteries folks there's only people who can't handle the truth This Bible is a fascinating book and it has the answers.